The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is James Davis. He is the founder and owner of DSS, which is Davis Safety Supply, and that's a veteran-owned small business that James founded in 1993. And he's going to talk to us about his entrepreneurial story, but just in general, they are a distributor of safety, janitorial, and food service supplies. Welcome to the show today, James. Thank you for having me. Okay. 1993, you opened the doors to Davis Safety Supplies. What prompted you to start a business? What, what was your inspiration for starting DSS? Well, actually, you know, I, I've been in business since the age of 19, and when I uh, started uh, DSS, I was in the convenience store business okay. for several years, and I sold that store. And it was the first time I had a chance to get out that night. <laughs> I sold it like <laughs> oh, at convenience four stores, yeah. they have to be horrible oh, yeah. on your lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I sold the store like 4 p.m., Really? On a Thursday. So you went out and partied. That night I did. <laughs> so I went out and I, and I went out to a club, and I was talking to this young lady at, at, at the bar, and she was telling me about safety supplies and janitorial supplies, and my hair started rolling. I said, oh, okay. So the next morning I woke up, and I went downtown to the library and pulled the Thomas Register book mm-hmm. and looked at the Thomas Register book and seen what was safety supplies about. Mm-hmm. And I seen cones, safety supplies, and things like that, and the gloves. And I said, oh, okay. So I started ordering some catalogs. And so I ordered a bunch of catalogs uh, on several 1-800 numbers that was in the Thomas Register. And then that next day, uh, I opened up, uh, uh, at that time, it was called Davis Safety Supply. Mm-hmm. And then I expanded Davis Safety Supply, of course, to DSS, to Davis, uh, of course, still Davis Safety Supply, but I expanded. Right, so name, it's DSS. The name. Right, yeah. right, because we started selling janitorial supplies. Exactly. Paper supplies, mm-hmm. uh, soaps, towels, dispensers, mm-hmm. uh, and, and things like that. Okay. Well, when... You got the idea. I just I was laughing to myself when you said that you sold it at 4 p.m., went out to a club to celebrate. <laughs> Can't turn that entrepreneurial uh, attitude or, I mean, it's in your DNA, obviously. Yes. Where did you get that? I mean, have you, had, did you have entrepreneurial influences? Have you just always been a real self-starter? What led you to even um, own the convenience store? Well, you know, actually, I've been, you know, I've been, I say this because uh, I've been in business. I was like maybe eleven years old. Uh, I used to sell suckers at school. I quit buying. <laughs> I love it. I quit buying the suckers from the gas station uh-huh. that I worked for after I got out of school, and started making my own suckers. Oh wow! And I manufactured my own suckers and took to school and sold them, made money that way. <laughs> so it's been a long time. They're probably a lot better too than the ones you got. Yeah, at the gas absolutely. Station. I made more profit off them as well. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's been a long time. I've been an entrepreneur. I've been I've been doing this for quite some time. Okay, so it really is in your DNA. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now you you started um, Davis Safety Supply, which is now DSS, of course. Um, 
How long did it take you from sitting there at the bar and then going to Thomas Registry to actually get up and, and going as a business uh, selling the janitorials or selling the safety supplies? At that time, yes, I was selling safety supplies. It took me one week. One week. And, Wasted and, no time. Right. Uh, one week, and actually it took me about three weeks to learn the, the, the land, my biggest deal at that time, of course. It was like $18,000. Wow. Procter & Gamble. Uh, they bought that much merchandise from me. How did they even know about you? Let's I didn't, talk well, about that. I went and knocked at the door. I mean, at, at that time, back uh-huh. in them, 20 years ago, you go knock at a door, and a mm-hmm. buyer would be there, and you just basically had sell yourself. So I sold myself, and I didn't know what I was selling because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know everything he was asking for. Right. But I had You're a— new to the whole thing. I was yeah. new to the whole uh, 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 business uh, uh, industry at that time, I'm trying to say. But I was new to it, so I ended up kind of learning it mm-hmm. as they was ordering it. Wow! And and, and had a real good poker face, <laughs> so I uh, been able, I was able it to sell. Make it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's, that's basically how I kind of started, and mm-hmm. I kind of loved this industry at that time with safety. And then I had to kind of expand off to something else because you kind of need to expand. You have to be diverse. Absolutely, yeah, I can't have everything right. all in one basket. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, when you decided to get into the janitorial supplies, how far down the road were you with um, the safety supplies? At what point did you introduce the janitorial? Well, it was probably about, uh, I want to say, about seven years down the road. Okay. Uh, it started getting to the point I needed to start to do something else. Mm-hmm. Safety was getting okay, but it wasn't getting like it was before in the beginning. Is that because others were getting into Absolutely. the field, crowded marketplace? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everybody was selling safety. A lot of folks were selling safety supplies. You had a lot of the companies, was pipe fitting companies. Mm-hmm. You had hardware stores were selling more safety supplies. So you know, kind of had to kind of do something different real quick. Mm-hmm. And still keep the safety as a base. But had to try to do something else. Why janitorial supplies? I just saw a gap in the marketplace. Yes, maybe? absolutely. At mm-hmm. that time, it was a gap. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a you know, folks needed toilet paper. Uh, you know, they needed paper towels. They needed dispensers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed soaps. Uh, things like that. So it was a you know, there was a gap right there. Yeah, and we we try to fill that gap. You have a, a storefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you when you? said that you were in business within a week. How mm-hmm. were you operating at that time? Did you actually have a storefront then, or were you uh, just going around trying to see as many people as possible and filling orders until you could get a storefront? Actually, what I did, I, I was doing this in the basement of my home. Okay, like uh, a lot of uh, people. David, right, yeah. right. David uh, Safety Supply was, uh, was started in the basement of my home, and also at that time I had my store going on. I kind of mm-hmm. did some supplies back there. Okay. Uh, so, but I mean, I kind of did it in both back and forth. Yeah. So. And you got into the food distribution mm-hmm. business yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing that? Well, actually, I'm not. Okay. Not I, I didn't think you yeah. were, but I knew that we mm-hmm. talked, oh, it's been a couple of years ago we talked mm-hmm. about that. And mm-hmm. uh, you you were uh, you were doing um, food distribution to school districts, I believe. Yes, yes, I was. Yeah. We were doing, actually, we were selling fruit mm-hmm. to the Kansas City, Missouri School District. Sure. And we had uh, refrigerator trucks, and we were mm-hmm. delivering fruit uh, every day uh, to several of the schools. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you decide when you see that a marketplace is getting crowded, or conversely, that you see an opportunity in another spot? How how do you make the decision to move into that new area? I mean, it's you can say. 
you have to be careful when you're an entrepreneur not to get too distracted and too unfocused. So it's a pretty big deal when you decide to expand into a different area. What are the criteria you use to tell you that this is the right thing to do or it's worth the risk to go into this new area? Well, you, you kind of like weigh it out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I have done. I weighed it out and found out, well, this is a good opportunity to, to, to look at something different. And then the bidding process that you got to go through was there as well. Sure. So, I mean, we also sold cookies too. Oh, you and, sold cookies. Yes, ma'am. Was that to the school district mm-hmm. as well? Okay. It was a bidding process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's what made a difference. I mean, sometimes it makes a difference for me to kind of bid on something. If I see an opportunity, uh, I'm trying to take it. Mm-hmm. When you do the bidding, uh, I know that some, and some of these questions I'm asking because I know that our listeners out there are, uh, they're always looking for new ideas or new approaches to things. And so sometimes I like to tap into my guest's experience uh, to help them out. When you talk about these bids that you do, uh, some people like to be the general contractor on these bids and then they, they really don't uh, do the actual work. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but they, they subcontract the actual work out and they form a team for each one and other people when they approach these contracts they uh they're in it uh to do the work as well you know to do to do um the whole thing which approach have you found to be better i mean have you tried them both ways or you did have you picked one way that was worked best for you well i think what works best for us is going to be being a general contractor Mm -hmm. and you're going to be in that state of mind you're a general and I have, <laughs> well, that's I, a good know, way to look yeah, at it. Well, yeah, and that's the way. I, that's the way. Basically, that's what we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, being a sub is not a problem as well, but yeah. being a general is is, is way to go in mm-hmm. our situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it takes you have more um, more control. M- more control. Absolutely, absolutely, you do. And uh, when whenever uh, I don't know, so I know one other person who has uh, talked to me about this, and they approach it from the general standpoint, mm-hmm. and and they like it too from a reputation standpoint. Yeah, right. Uh, that uh, you know, d- don't don't come with me with the crumbs or the leftovers. Right. You want my my services? So I'm going to be the general on this That's thing. That's right. So you just establish that from the beginning. Because you have a brand. And you want to make sure yes. you maintain that brand. Right. And it's your reputation on, on the line. Nobody mm-hmm. else is because what falls is, the, is the, the chief. You know, if it doesn't work, you're the chief and everything falls on you if it doesn't work. That's right. Yeah, you you take the you take the good the glory that comes with it, and you mm-hmm. also the bad you comes along the, with it too. Exactly. Um, what have you learned most about yourself as an entrepreneur? I, obviously, you've been selling suckers since you were, <laughs> you know, in in school. So, uh, but but as an adult entrepreneur, what is it that you have learned most about yourself that has surprised you? Well, you know, I have learned something that I you know I can about do anything, mm-hmm. and I have. Uh, that's just the knowledge. I think that's just the knowledge of either the spirit that I have. I used to stutter uh, when I was a kid, and I learned how to get to overcome that uh, by watching the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. And But it's just that I, uh, you know, th- there's nothing that I can't do, I feel. Um, uh, and I've just been that way all my life. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of go-getter kind of guy. Yeah. And I have been that way. If um, if if you had to say what has been your biggest challenge, then what would you say that's been the biggest challenge, mm-hmm. or one of the biggest? One of yeah. the biggest cha- the, the one biggest challenge I have sometimes is to be able to, uh, you know, we have to do things differently by being a minority-owned business. So that we have challenges there, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot, lot of bad challenges there, and that's a big challenge to overcome to step mm-hmm. over. 
And I think that it's, it's, it's a challenge to overcome. How have you gotten around that? Well, you don't really get around it. Yeah. You know, How have you dealt with it? Well, you deal with it just with um, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have to fill out so many documentation to show that you are a minority-owned firm mm-hmm. and things like that, that you had to waste time in doing. I don't think that's a fair game to mm-hmm. play. Um, and it always has bothered me since I've been in this business. It really bothers me, you know. Mm-hmm. For a while, I never got certified. Because first, of that. Oh, yeah. I just, just resisted my, it. I don't think it's right. Uh, but I'm a veteran-owned business. So now I go with the veteran-owned because I went to service when I was a very young man at 16. And I was going, actually, I was going on 17 when I actually swore my hand up. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was on my way uh, going to Vietnam at a very young age. So I go as a, as a, as a, as a, a bet. And more than I go as a minority-owned business. Mm-hmm. And you found that, and actually, uh, a lot of programs have just within the last five years or so mm-hmm. have come online for the veteran. There's there's a lot more yes. emphasis on that. The SBA has a lot more programs now, and uh, you're finding that to be beneficial. Then, Absolutely. Uh, so just being patient, persevering through at first, resisting. Mm-hmm. Um, any any other things that you have found um, as a result of the challenges of being a minority-owned businesses mm-hmm. a business? Do you work with other minority businesses that are getting started perhaps to mentor them at all? Oh, yes. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm in an organization, uh, High Inspiration, that we mentor mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I'm mentoring, I'm mentoring, I think now about seven adults. Oh, okay. Uh, I was uh, in one of the featured articles of Black Enterprise, and I'm going to tell you, I have so many people calling me just want to know about this business sure. and about business. So yeah. I have mentored a couple of folks in uh, Detroit. And um, I think one was in California. It's mm-hmm. been several years back. But I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm mentoring a, a couple people now, matter of fact. They're mm-hmm. already in business. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to ask questions about how do you get your license? You know, what did you do with your sales tax? Do you mm-hmm. pay city tax? Do right. you do this? I mean, a lot of things that you don't really know with not being in business. Right. And so I've been doing that. I do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, and there, there's those very specific down in the weeds kinds of questions. But somebody like you, who's who's really seen it all, from what I can tell. I mean, when you start uh, basically uh, doing what you're doing at the age of 11, I mean, saying what what you're doing at being an entrepreneur at the age of 11, you've you've been through the ropes. Yes. And and there's some things that you can teach them not only about sales tax but about perseverance right. and about working with people that you can't put a price tag on that kind of stuff. You you can call somebody at the city and find out maybe about the sales tax. It might have to go through a few more channels than going directly to you. But uh, the the other things that you've learned that are so hard to find out and take many years to learn as an entrepreneur, I think that would be invaluable that you can pass those things on. Yes, and I have. Mm -hmm. I have. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with James about another entrepreneurial organization he's involved with in the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level. Whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature, Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check us out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing your businesses. Visit us today at www.ithinkbigger.com. 
Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, and of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. We're talking here this morning with James Davis, the owner of DSS. That is a company that he founded in 1993, and he started out with safety supplies, expanded into janitorial, also did some food service supply. And James, I'd like to talk with you now. We left the last segment of the show talking about some of your mentoring activities. And I know that you have also been a mentee uh, with the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program. How has that program helped your business? Well, you know, uh that part right there in my business life uh, has been real positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Hellsbird is a, a diamond. I mean, I always had told him that. <laughs> yeah, he, no pun intended. A diamond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he really is. He's excellent. And that has been an excellent program um, uh, for our business. Uh, you, you get opportunity to be able to call uh, people and talk to them about different situations. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important being in business because me being in business all the years I have been, I still don't know everything. Right. None of us do. None of us yeah. do. And I don't think they do either. <laughs> but, but they know some things that they know that I don't know. Absolutely. And that's what makes, that's what makes yeah. that puzzle put together. Right. So let's make that complete. Yeah. And sometimes as a business owner, you just need to hear a different perspective. Absolutely. And it, it is lonely at the top. You don't have people to bounce things off of. Right. And so that they're good sounding boards. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been real positive for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in David's safety supply, of course. But uh, it's been excellent. Yeah. And I know that they're, I just have to put in a plug for the program. I know that they're getting ready to accept applications in August. And so any of you who are thinking about doing that, watch our website and watch our magazine for announcements about how you can apply for the program. And James, let's go back and talk about your business. We talked in general terms about the safety supplies, how you got started and so forth. Uh, that's still the biggest part of your business. And you now do have a storefront. Um, Tell us about some of the supplies that you carry, who you work with, uh, how people could get in touch with you if they're interested in buying your product or talking with you. You know, we have, you know, and, and, and I say this so much that we have the best customer service there is. We provide excellent products mm-hmm. and fast delivery. You know, I got some competitors out there who charge three times as much as I charge. And I still look over there and say, well, how do you, why do these companies go through the, go, go to my competitors? Right. And not, not criticize my competitors because I wish I had that, that kind of tool where they have to bring <laughs> the people in to pay higher prices for their mm-hmm. items. Right. I don't have that tool. But I, uh, but I have a, uh, we have a, a great, great, great customer service. And, and, and the products are the same products they buy from my competitors. Mm-hmm. We can make the prices lower or the same. If they want, if they wish to pay, they enjoy paying higher mm-hmm. prices. We can yeah. make it the same price right. they wish to, but we're going to make it down lower for them and give them an excellent, excellent service. And uh, I'm always amazed over that. We sell just we sell janitorial supplies, paper supplies, mm-hmm. safety supplies. You know, once again, that's the towel dispensers, mm-hmm. towels, toilet papers, soaps. Uh, you have uh, items like uh, first aid supplies. You have uh, uh, cones. You have gloves. And we bring it to you. 
Oh, you no actually, charge, free you, delivery okay. to your door. You know, and we have a website. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that website is, 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 is davissafetysupply.com. And uh, we will bring it to you. And you can come to our retail establishment, mm-hmm. and we have a full line of safety and janitorial supplies on our shelves. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, okay. You're yeah, fully yeah, stocked. Yeah, yes. fully stocked. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have it, we'll get it. And that's just how we go. I mean, we, yeah. if you need it, we'll get it for you. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's that's the beauty of uh, being able to talk with your customers. I think mm-hmm. that's a lost art. I think mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. people slap up a website there and you know, push a button. Put, yeah, and and they never really communicate with their customers. And uh, the fact that you still have that storefront, mm-hmm. how come you? Ha- I mean, is that why you haven't abandoned it? Because what you're doing, you could easily sell just strictly over the internet. But mm-hmm. you like having the people come into the store, and they like talking with you as well. Yes, I'm an old school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I like things the way that they used to be. You go in somewhere and you and you meet that person. You talk about their kids. You talk about their family. You talk about what they've done this past week. Mm-hmm. And you have a you know you have that kind of communication uh, with that customer, you know. And then you know you, you know. And I think that we missed that somewhere. Yeah. And that's the kind of people we are. You know. You call there. You know. Uh, you know. You know. We we'll talk to you on the phone about different things. If you wish to talk more, we we'll talk to you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we'll deliver the product. If you need it, like right now. You just ran out some paper towels, and you need it right now. There will be a truck there within an hour. Wow. And we'll deliver it for you. And we have done that. Mm-hmm. I have been with the same customers for the last 21 years. I only lost two customers since I've been in this business. They are still there. Wow. The original ones that I got it back 21 years ago, they are still there to this day buying from us. Yeah. So you're doing, you're doing a lot of things right. I'm doing a lot of things yeah. right. And we have, like I said, one of the best customer service that I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it's my business, my company, but I, I'm just telling you the truth. It is one of the best customer services. Your customer retention rate proves yeah, that out. Absolutely. Uh, when when you talk about um, having the storefront and you talk about having the internet, who is your perfect customer? What, what would be your ideal customer? A uh, perfect customer would be a customer who that will be able to consistently buy, constantly buy from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and have a relationship with that customer. That's very important uh, to have that to have that relationship. Any particular size business that you, you know we target? Sell, well, we we sell to customers that they buy spend one dollar to one hundred dollars. Okay. You know, I started with one customer who was only spending two dollars. <laughs> seriously, twenty years ago. Now they spend now about two hundred fifty dollars a year. Mm-hmm. They, of course, they have several locations now. Sure. So, but it doesn't matter. Right. You know. Yeah, and you know, I think that's something else. When I, I I've noticed it even over the twenty years I've been involved in the entrepreneurial community, um, to me it seems like there's this bigger focus now on. Uh, in, instead of grooming customers and establishing that relationship and getting in when they're getting in, uh, it, it's all about getting that great big customer right off yeah. the top. Yeah. And uh, not, but there's something to be said too. It, it's a harder way. It definitely is a harder way. But that is to get um, get in and, and start working together when they have that one dollar to spend. Yeah. You never know who's going to have, right. you know, that break that that takes them. What do they call it? That uh, hockey stick growth and and suddenly they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars with you you can't ignore sometimes the smaller wins i i understand there's different strategies and different approaches but it seems to me i'm seeing a lot more people going for that large customer today Uh, when you um have to make a decision 
do you go with your gut or do you go with the numbers that are on the paper? I go with the gut. Mm-hmm. Gut never gets you wrong. Yeah. Numbers will get you wrong. Because they do <laughs> come like, up wrong. Sounds like you've had some experience with <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been in business 37 years total mm-hmm. for, for a reason. I mean, you know, business, most I think most companies, they say the, the statistics show two years or three years. Yeah, I think. Something that, like that. Yeah, I, I think uh, if you can make it five years, five then. Years, okay then you're in pretty good shape. But then the next phase that you go into that's really dangerous is your growth phase. You can get through the startup period, but then you start growing. That's another point at which uh, businesses can grow too fast, and that can kill you too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so 37 years being in business taught me something. How, how have you, how have you um, grown? We, I'm just talking about growth. Um, have, has it been very measured? Have you just seen very steady growth? Have you had periods where it's really spiked and then plateaued? How's your growth been? Well, my, well, my growth uh, a couple of years ago was really bad. Actually, we lost a lot of business. Well, yeah. I yeah, mean, we look at the period we were talking about, too. Yeah, we used to have 26 employees. Now mm-hmm. we're down to 11. Okay. So we had, we had we, you know, we, we kind of lost a lot. Yeah. Uh, equity a lot. And and the economy took bad. We lost some major contracts. Yeah. But now we back up. We coming up matter of fact this month is one of the best months I had when I was doing great. Well, good. Seriously. Good. So you've 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 come back and oh, actually yeah. uh exceeded where you were before. But that that hit a lot of businesses and mm-hmm. what you were in uh as businesses were either going under or cutting back. I mean, I think that would well, obviously it did have a huge impact mm-hmm. on what you do. So Well, you did. Yeah. If you had to leave our listeners today with um advice, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Don't never give up. Back to that perseverance. Don't never give up because I'll tell you, there's been times I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Probably took me about a minute to realize <laughs> I don't need to. But it came across my mind a minute. But I'm going to say they never give up yeah. because there's been times that things get tough sometimes. But just keep it, keep it going. Keep it mm-hmm. moving. Yeah. And again, if somebody would like to get in touch with you, find out more about your products and what you have to offer, how would they do that? Well, you can reach me, of course, at area code 816 Three, three. And, of course, that's DSS Distributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we located at 24 Highway, that's 7800 East 24 Highway, KCMO. Yeah, so go visit him. Yes. He like, as he said, he likes to meet people. Yes. So, and your website again is? Uh, Davis Safety Supply, Supply. Well, we hope to uh, wish you much more success and appreciate your time to tell your entrepreneurial story today. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.